0: Welcome to the show, folks. This is Wrestling Changed My Life. Here we go. But in 83, we
1: had nine guys in the Big Ten Finals. And we lost a total of two matches that year. We could chip took force. We had nine champs and one fourth. So out of 47 matches, Iowa fans only seen two losses. That was it. We can endure anything and adapt and pivot and change For me, wrestling saved my life because it, it allowed me to focus and channel my energy.
0: We're fortunate if you wrestled because if you wrestled, natural
1: talent helps, but it's it's 5% of the ingredient. It pales in comparison to heart and technique and effort. It humbled me, taught me humility. Nothing can hum- humble you more than wrestling. I think it's the learning to adapt, right? You learn, you learn how to adapt, you learn how to solve problems. You know, if I look back at my time that I spent wrestling, if it gave me one thing more than anything else, it's mental toughness.
0: La, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wrestling Changed My Life podcast. This is your host, Ryan Warner. My guest today is the great Barry Davis, three time national champ, Olympic silver medalist in 1984. He was an assistant coach with Dan Gable from 1985 through 92. So he worked with the Brands, the Steiners, Royce Alger. This guy's got story upon story, and we get into a few here. Fan of the Week goes to Bradley Lucas, as well as his two friends, Rebecca and Elijah. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. I appreciate it. And folks, this episode's brought to you by the Wrestling Changed My Life online store. Go to store.wrestlingchangedmylife.com to shop Wrestling Changed My Life t-shirts, hoodies, crewnecks, stickers, ton of stuff there, all of which goes to support the show. All the proceeds from those sales go to support this podcast. So if you want to support the show, that's where you can do so. You can also find us on Instagram, Wrestling Changed My Life, as well as Twitter, Ryan underscore N underscore Warner. And that's it, folks. Let's get to the interview with Barry the Sparrow Davis. Peace! Barry Davis, how are you, sir?
1: Doing good. Thanks for having me on the show again. Appreciate it.
0: It's an honor to talk with you anytime, man. Before we get started, what do we got in the background there, Barry? Got
1: a little bit of Gable Gold, uh, you know, Dan Gable's new product, and another product called um, 141, made by a wrestler for a wrestler. So both, both support a sport of wrestling.
0: And that's Silver Star Nutrition, is where they can find that?
1: You bet you, brother. Find more than just that, you can find a vegan product, endurance product, a weight gain product. One for gut health, a little bit of everything. But here's the key is this though. made from whole food ingredients, all natural. I love it. I love it. Silver Star Nutrition,
0: folks. Check it out. Coming from the man Barry Davis. One of the one of the best to ever do it. Barry, it's funny. We're gonna get into your career, but I had Kenny Monday on about a month ago. He told me about the time you guys wrestled in like sixth or seventh grade. Do you remember yeah, that?
1: Yeah. Emmensburg High School. <laughs>
0: What was uh, Mo- what was Kenny Monday like back in middle school? Was he a tank?
1: Oh, uh, he's long and lanky. I was a little short and stocky, so the long and linky one went out there. That's for sure. But uh, great guy, and that's that's a funny story. It goes way back.
0: I can't believe you guys uh, ended up in this. I mean, of all the brackets, of all the tournaments, to yeah, <laughs> was that a big tournament at Emmitsburg, or just a regular yeah, weekend a show? Tournament. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. it was about uh, maybe three and a half hours, four hours for me to drive my family. Yeah. First time there, but uh, great tournament. Kids from all over the country. But, uh, yeah, that was a lot of good memories there. Man, I, I bet. How did it all start for you? How did you get
0: involved in this crazy sport of ours?
1: Uh, my oldest brother, Marty, started wrestling in junior high. After that, we went down to the YMCA, my brother Brian and I. I, I was in, let me see, maybe fourth grade? A third grade or fourth grade is you're ahead of me but and we practice on Saturdays at the Y about an hour and a half about four weeks we had four competitions three matches every weekend they we were done I thought I started at the YMCA but uh, great coaches there had a great time you know 12 matches was enough but um, twelve yeah, matches it was good. good start <laughs>
0: Now, had you watched uh, Coach Gable win the Olympics yet, or or did that you have any memory of that happening?
1: Yeah, I remember. And uh, I was watching the Olympic Games in 1972. I'm uh, I'm watching the Petersons and um, the guy from Oklahoma State, Wayne Wells. Um, and Gable, I'm like, look at this guy. No one's going to point on him. I go, plus, he's from Iowa. Waterloo, Iowa, that's, that's what I want to do. I want want to be like this guy right here. So that was, uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah.
0: And when was the first time, I mean, you had a really solid high school career. You're on the, were you a
1: blue chip? Would you say? No, no. I remember back in our days, they had, um, a poster that came out with like top three guys on it. They had honorable mention, like about four or five rows but at the very bottom bottom row about in the middle honorable mention that's where I was ranked (laughs) so you were on the board though a little bit right on the board but way down there but hey don't always believe what you read
0: that's it and uh not not too long after that you'd be wrestling um shit who was the guy who you you guys went out east for a duel how was the guy's name escaping me he was on oh Bobby Weaver the Bobby Weaver story is one of my favorites so you yeah. get to Iowa. Um, did you consider any other schools besides Iowa?
1: Oh, uh, I looked at you and I. They're really close. I knew I mean I knew Coach Briggs there. Uh, Oklahoma could be really, really hard, but I was a homebody. And I had the Husky Boys that went to Iowa already. And um, so You I guys were on the same
0: high far. school team, right? We? You were on the same high
1: school team? Yeah. In fact, we had at one time seven Seven of, my Iowa, seven of my high school teammates were on the Iowa team in the room training one time. Wow. Seven of them. Yeah. And when
0: Jim Zaleski wrestled Nate Carr, one of the bizarro matches I've ever, just a freak, like, he's not, not a freak win, but his strength. He looks so freaking strong in that match. Like, how strong was Zaleski?
1: Jim Zaleski was, was powerful. <laughs> he's one of the strongest guys I've ever seen wrestle. I think when Nate first graded him and won, Nate's like, uh-oh, made a mistake here. But it was funny because the quote in the paper the next day was this. Jimmy won like 20 to 5. I think it was 15 points. Mm-hmm. 20 to 5 or 22 to 5. And Nate's quote the next day was, I'm the king at 150, not 158. <laughs> I mean, people going into that
0: probably thought it was going to be a close match, right? I think so, yeah.
1: But again, it's just a difference of weight classes, difference of of uh you know frame wise like, but jimmy was just oh his weight class he's probably the most powerful guy there ever was at 158 he was you no know, his neck he didn't have no neck from here to here his shoulders his straps were huge but the guy was very powerful
0: so when did you get there the fall of what 79
1: uh the fall of 80 fall of 80
0: okay so 81 82 83 84. okay oh so you oh perfect so you're here to settle the debate 81
1: or 83 who is it which team? Uh, the 81 team, like Raina Lewis said, we had the best set of individuals at, at one time. Of those 10 guys, none of those 10 guys were the NCAA finals. Combined total of those 10 guys was 33 All-Americans, 23 finalists with 14 champs.
0: But at that year, they weren't all that. So then maybe people say 83 because of the sheer Big Ten dominance, the the point dominance. Um, I know those yeah. two years are talked about, well,
1: though. Yeah. Well, just in the individuals, but in 83, we had nine guys in the Big Ten finals. And we lost a total of two matches that year. ship really took fourth. We had nine champs and one fourth. So out of 47 matches – Iowa fans only seen two losses. That was it.
0: And it was both Rico?
1: Yeah, he took fourth. Yep. As so a he, freshman, he took two losses yeah. in. Wow. Woo. We're they jumping. at Big 10 tournament. And listen to this. In 85, we had nine guys in the finals. Again, we took eight first, one second, one third. We had two losses there as well, too. So 83 teams scored 200 points. And the 85 teams were 195 and a half. Man. Both teams that's... only had two losses total in the Big Ten championships as a team. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> yeah. That I mean, is... from 81 to 85, Gable averaged nine guys in the Big Ten finals every year. In mm. 86, they had eight guys in the finals. So in a six-year span, he averaged almost nine guys a year in the Big Ten finals. Crazy, huh? Nine Crazy. guys in the finals? That's unheard of. So if from 86, once... okay, from 80s and 80s, from 81 to 86, he could have put 60 guys in the finals. He put 59 guys in the finals. Mm-hmm. No, my fault. My fault. No, no. Actually, in 86, only had nine guys go to the big test. Out of 59 guys, that six year span, he put 53 guys in the finals with 45 champs. That's filthy. Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy, man. It is.
0: Now, when you think about your story, so you you got in early, you were part of all that history. You mm-hmm. were a part of the Hawkeye Club. You coached um, for for a you know, number of years, but that first fall when you got to Iowa, did you know right away that you were going to go, or were you thinking about redshirting?
1: No, I didn't know at all. I didn't know at all. We had a, there's a tournament called the, um, the Nebraska. Um, northern plains open it's a freestyle tournament mm-hmm. i went in that tournament or beat my teammate out in that tournament and then um says, says, you're the guy so i just i just competed my freshman year i didn't know any different yeah you're the guy then I, I was the guy and we went from there were you
0: close and like real chummy with gable right away or did it take a while to break in
1: um you know, i didn't know him that well i was just a true freshman pretty quiet i just and um I come to practice, sit in the bleachers, and he gave his talk and said, all right, guys, time to warm up, do this, this, and this. And I just did what he said. So, yeah.
0: Was it a big difference from the Cedar Rapids room, or they have you pretty ready going in?
1: Um, I think, you know, the way we trained in high school, the workouts weren't that much different than when we went to Iowa. Length-wise, intensity-wise, the only thing was this, though. We had a lot of talent in our room. We put seven of those guys, you know, high school guys on the Iowa team, in the room training at one time, so mm-hmm. what difference was this? You went from, you know, state champions training with every day to all Americans, national champions, and Olympic champions. So it's quite a bit of difference, but yeah, you know, the, the work ethic, the intensity wise, was higher. To I was because you have a higher caliber of an athlete, but the workouts and stuff like that are almost the same. So it wasn't that big a transition for me.
0: So was Rainey Lewis one of your main workout partners then, or?
1: Oh yeah. Was- yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty ooh, tough. Ooh, ooh, I don't miss those workouts too much. <laughs> but we made each other better though. It was good. We made each other better. Yeah. Uh he was better counter I was on a single leg a lot. So you know, I made him like he always said, Bear, you made me better. Learn how to wrestle when I was tired. And then, you know, Darkest was my big nemesis and Kyle was he wrestled the same way as Lewis. So Russell Kevin and, and Randy wrestling the same guy, but Kevin was, wasn't quite as big and quite as strong.
0: And I mean that it, you guys were also swapping weights a couple times too. I mean, everyone knows the famous story of when you, you went 118, but I mean pulling 118 must have been a brutal cut back in the day.
1: Ooh, started at 146 and went 118 as 28 pounds, and I didn't have 28 pounds to lose. So oh, I used man. to get my weight about 10 pounds over the um weighing weight. I usually come in at 10 over the night before I go from 10. Down to two, back up to eight, um, and then come back that. So I go, I'd be 10 over, get down to two, come back to the dorm and eat, and drink up to eight, come back at night, and work out, go from eight down to easy three, go back up to six, and then cut the rest of the next day. Mm-hmm. So that, was my, that was my routine. You know, a lot of kids nowadays get their weight really close because it's a one hour weigh in. We had a five hour weigh in, but I was just too big to keep my weight that close. I couldn't do it, yeah. body couldn't handle it.
0: And so you, you come in, you're at 118, and one of the first big trips of the year as a starter, you guys head out east. Where did Bobby Weaver wrestle at? Lehigh? Lehigh, yeah. Yep,
1: you bet. Mm-hmm.
0: Take it from there. So you walk it. Bobby, and as, a, as the preset, Bobby Weaver was the Olympian in 80, right?
1: And he took second in the world in 79, uh, made the Olympic team in 1980. So actually the night before that, uh, I had my first loss it was at cleveland state university The guy was really tall and lanky i got behind and you know i'm not very good at upper bodies i, was, I, tried, I tried to throw the guy and he was so tall I, I go to my back up my back get back in and try to do it again so i kind of lost my poise a little bit it got to be like 23 to 9. it was crazy i'm like whoa but that's my first college loss so that was on a uh like a friday night so we made mm-hmm. a pair of the, the Got the next day driving to Lehigh, and uh, walked in their room, and you know, Gable walks in there, and Bobby Weaver's there, and he's like, "Hey, Bobby, how you doing?" And blah blah blah. Hey, Coach Gabe, how you doing? Good to see you. And they're chit chat, backwards, whatever you know. Oh, hey, by the way, Barry. Hey, you, and what's see over Yeah, hey, uh, good. This is Bobby Weaver. I say, yeah, I know who it is. Yeah, you know, I get my stuff on and working out. And you know, Bobby wasn't that big. He was, you know, he could pretty much make weight pretty easy. were cutting weight? They're laughing and giggling the whole time. I'm going, man. It was making me so mad, you know. And, and the gable, yucking it up, whatever. I'm thinking in my mind, okay, buddy. I know who you are. I know what's going on. I'm at your place at Lehigh. You know you're thinking? Hey, there's some punk freshman here. He got beat 23 to nine last night. And uh, he's at my turf. I'm an Olympian. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna put a show on tonight for the Lehigh fans. I think you know. They put on a show, but tell you what, you better be ready because I'm, I'm bringing the diesel. I'm gonna bring it. <laughs> So, I um, went out there and I didn't win in 13 to 11. Oh, man. And I'm like, you know what? I walked back and you know what, Ghost Gable? Yeah, there. Yeah. What do you think of Bobby Wee for now?
0: <laughs> do you think he was so, doing it on uh, purpose? Huh? You think he was doing it on purpose?
1: Oh, no with doubt him? about it. No doubt about it. He had me so fired up. I was so mad. You know, oh, Bobby, this, Bobby. And Bobby's a great guy. do me wrong. And he's tough. Yeah. Great individual. But he did, I, I don't know what he was doing. I didn't know him that well yet. See, I was a true freshman. So I am fired up, man. So, and uh, I thought, hmm, I better be ready tonight because I better bring it because this guy's Olympian, took second world in 79, his home turf. I'm not about to get embarrassed again. It's not happening. <laughs> and um, get my hand raised 13-11. Boom, take like, that. There we go.
0: And did um, Gable say anything to you after that?
1: Not much save. Good match. Good match. <laughs> you know, how he is. You think you give yeah. that credit right away? You know, he's just gonna kind of say one of those separate things and say, "Hey, by the way, hey, good job, nice win. That's about it. If you need to say anything else? I was, I was, I was pretty fired up. I mean, that was
0: uh, enough right there. I I just love those those little mind games he would play um, to get guys ready, obviously, and that's yeah. one that sticks out from from our time talking before. Um, and so, you know, once you once you finally broke through and were in that, that rare era of being a, a multiple-time national champion, did you always know you were going to wrestle at the next level at the Hawkeye Club and go on to the Olympics?
1: Well, it's a dream of mine, you know. I, I had a, in a room with Olympians, you know, Randy Lewis and, you know, Gable and Chuck Yagel as a coach. So I was around that. You know, that was my goal. You know, when I watched Gable in 72, to be at that level, that's what I always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I as in a great environment, high intensity environment, a lot of successful guys had the right workout partners, and you know everybody's going in that room was to be an Olympic champion. So, I'd being mean, with the right people, the right coaches, staff, and in the in the right area, so it, it all worked out well for me.
0: And is that something where you mentioned you were living with guys and bumping elbows with guys who are Olympians? Mark Johnson joined the staff. He was one of Gabe's yeah. right hand men. Um, I think like J-Rob was a Greco guy in 72, maybe. Correct. Yep, correct. Um, yep. But who were – I'm just curious. Who were your roommates? Like, what was the Iowa house like in the 80s? Did you guys all live together?
1: Uh, you know, actually, here's something for you here. I lived in a dorm every year, and I went to college, except for my redshirt year in 84. You know, people's always – kids coming, oh, freshman year, looking to get off campus. I wasn't because I was there to, to wrestle – go to school that's it and um I, I i when i was in college all i worried about is practice and uh and academics because they live in the dorms at breakfast lunch and dinner did buy any groceries was any dishes nothing everything is done for me my job was to do two things academically and compete that was it you get off campus you know you know hey, here's my rent, here's your rent, and Eat it's my food, I'm gonna get, get my own food. I don't wanna do any of that. I walked downstairs, eight left, that was it, done. Wow. No worries for me at all. I think that's a huge advantage. A lot of kids are always looking to get off campus and have their freedom, whatever. Hey, I ain't worried about my freedom, I'm worried about winning titles. That's yeah. what I did. So that's my red shirt, In the dorms, first three years, that's off campus. They went back in the dorm, my senior year, people were like, man, are you kidding me? Fifth year senior? You you've been on, on the PM Am World Olympic team, living in the dorms? What are you doing? I moved the first by the, by the name of Johnny Regan. Listen, guys, I'm going to go out on top. I ain't worried about, you know, living off campus and, and have my own freedom, whatever. I'm here to win, to get my hand raised my senior year. And this is the best thing for me. I don't worry about anything else except competing and, you know, finish my senior year. Because
0: you weren't a drinker, right? No,
1: no, no, no. I no alcohol.
0: But you were like one of the it. only guys though, right? Who didn't drink during that era? Uh that's a good
1: question. I don't know. Cause you I know uh, I did. because yeah, I, I, here's the deal. I would go out with the guys. If they wanted to go out, right? So you know, maybe on Friday night, starting to hang out with the guys. Yeah. I do I go work out, then go downtown. You know, I get out of there maybe by nine thirty. I'm leaving at ten thirty. I'm tired of going to bed.
0: Well, the reason I ask is when I interviewed, uh, coach Tom brands last August, he was talking about how he was part of the, the new era, right? The Steiners were yeah. part of the new era. Yeah. And he goes, you know, one of the only holdovers was Barry cause he never drank in the early eighties. And they, he said, they called you the sparrow hawk. Um, yeah. cause you were kind of on your own and you didn't really drink. I always, that always stuck in my head. I'm like, I like that.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it, here's a deal. If I wanted to drink, I'd pick a and party. You now I, I had to focus on my college career. Once I got done, those five years are done. I still the internationally after that, but you know what? Guys, you got five years to compete, wrestle for the university and do a great job. Focus on that. Mm-hmm. You got the next, who knows, 50 years, do whatever you want to do. Right. That's why I approached it, but you know, I was all about wrestling, and uh, I was there to do a job, committed to the, the program Coach gave my teammates because I don't want to cut them short. It's the bottom line. And I had a job to do, make sure I'm doing my job right, the that for everybody else. Our job was to win national championships as a team, and do the best you can as an individual, help I will win. And that's why, that's why I approached it. And that's I why I looked at it. and that's the same way. Yeah. Like brands and Steiners came in at a great time. I, I just got to do an interview with Gable on this, on Barry's Buzz, that the Brands and Steiners came in at the right time and brought back the intensity level, the education level. No drinking, no partying, all business. And um, look at them to this day. They're the exact same way.
0: And they said the Steiners were a group of guys where when they came in, like their first week, they were doing three a days. And, and someone's like, hey, you better take it easy. And they're like, we've always done three a days. And the rumor has it, they did three a days all the way through.
1: And just so you know,
0: it's
1: a Starbucks tea. There we go. I brew <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um
0: but i mean do you remember them coming in and i mean just the way what obviously a lot sticks out to you about the steiners but you know their work ethic and just their consistency seems to be something both
1: those guys and brands are the exact same way brands brought in more of a physical style mm-hmm. where steiners brought in more of a like a technical style that way branches is breaking physically Steiner's are just worry out on top of doing that so they both brought in something different to the i program and you know with brands became good hand fighters finally became good on the mat mm. so the iowa room got to see both hand fighting and mat wrestling that made everybody better all the way around in the room they got to see both styles and doing that but all these kids want to go out and freaking party you know what guys you're not good enough <laughs> you know all these kids. you know what if you're an all american whatever you ain't good enough to do any of that stuff till you can become a national champion then you know what Maybe you want to code a few booze. Fine. Until then, no. Not for you. You're not you're not good enough. So
0: you're, you're, talking,
1: about,
0: that you're talking about one of my favorite eras in Iowa wrestling. The, the 91 team in particular is one of my favorite teams. Mm-hmm. Um only be it, only because a year before that, or maybe even two years before that, Terry didn't start, and then one of the Steiners didn't start because of Doug Stryker. And so that's how deep those teams were. Um, then you had Chad Zapital as well, and he was 118. So that must've been one of your guys you were working with all the time.
1: Yeah. Well, I worked with the brand and, and, the, and the Steiners and brand. And that were all, all those guys. Remember this with so the 91, 92 team with exact same, almost 10 guys. Two, two of the same teams.
0: Oh, not 91. much change from those guys. That's true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And Tom Ryan came in. He's one of my favorites too. I mean, he, yep. he came in, no scholarship just shows up.
1: Exactly. How 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 unbelievable was that? It changes. You get, life. get a guy of that caliber on your team, post scholarship. That was big. Unbelievable.
0: Um, it's funny. I interviewed uh, Donnie Pritzloff this morning. He was one of your guys at Wisconsin. Does he remind yep. you of some of that that discipline and that mentality? I mean, he came in all business, oh, right?
1: Donnie was, Donnie was Donnie was Donnie was exact same way. I knew as we could I recruited him hard, and I'd and was out recruit him as Illinois, but he introduced in Houston, Wisconsin. Same discipline. Same intensity, same hunger, same drive. I remember, I gave a, a talk one time to the guys about doing 100 extra push-ups per day because why would you want to extra push-ups per day? Because what it does, it emphasizes winning all the time. And I go, if you, if you after the answer, I go, you know, you do 100 pushups every day now until the following year, that's over, you know, 37,000 push-ups. Just think about it, guys. You do like 37,000 push-ups. How much stronger would you be the following year? Mm-hmm. So I gave that talk after the NSA Championships. All of a sudden, Donnie goes, February he goes, hey, coach, you so see, you know, i should do my push ups. Like, what? Remember that talk you gave back last year at the state Championships? Championships about 100 push ups per day. I'm still doing them. I forgot all about it. Oh, <laughs> are you kidding me? So he goes on to win an answer championship that year. Okay. Hey, Donnie, great job. That paid off. And it. He gave him example. I didn't see it again. The following year again, he goes, "Hey, Barry, just so you know, Coach, I'm still doing them." I go, Are "You kidding me?" Oh. And he won it again, twice. But the guy never stopped. So that guy was uh, that guy was disciplined, boy, I tell you, he was one of my favorite guys to coach because he understood day to day things you need to do to be successful at that level, and uh, and, and it showed it because he went on to win a, a bronze medal world championships. He got done.
0: I mean, and not to mention he was in one of the most loaded weight classes ever against Joe Williams and Joe Haskett. I mean, oh, yeah, exactly.
1: Yep, you know, he exactly. couldn't,
0: he, he did break through eventually, but it's like people forget about the dominance of Joe Williams and he had a lockdown on that weight for a number of years. Yeah, he did. Pretty crazy. Yeah. So, how, how did you get into bringing on Sean Bournemouth on your staff? Cause that was a, a pretty great hire by you because he's known for being a good recruiter, obviously. And um, mm-hmm. you were building out your staff. How did that relationship start?
1: I can't remember, I think it, I know, he only just got, got done competing at Michigan, or what he was doing, because Bart, he was one was my assistant coaches, we talked about, you know what? This guy got be a great hire. He's physical, he's strong, he can still compete at a high level. I don't think he's got done competing at that time or graduating from Michigan, when he came on, because they're both pretty young. I know Sean was a great addition to, uh, to our program, for sure. And he's in a lot of great things now at Michigan, so.
0: Yeah, he's great, awesome. Hey,
1: guy. And he uh
0: the reason this is all fresh in my mind, as I mentioned, Donnie was on this morning and I didn't realize how dominant he was in high school. I mean, can you remember recruiting him and like just how phenomenal he was back in
1: the day? Oh yeah. <clears throat> I knew Washington. He was great he had a great offense. <clears throat> There's another kid from New York too. That everybody was high on. can me remember the kid's name. Griff Powell? When he ended up going to Illinois. Griff Powell. Donnie came, huh? Griff Powell? Griff, yeah, Griff Powell. And Donnie came to, to Wisconsin. Why goes, "Bear, you got the best of the two because I watched him Russell. Powell beat him in high school, but I going, you know what? All that guy does is is is, is um you know, he fight Donnie off of everything. I said, What's Donnie's to finish a single leg? That guy's in the money, he'll dominate this guy. Yeah. But you know, just Griff got scrambled a few times and Donnie dismissed on a few things, but boy, one college, Donnie went like this. Kind of, I think he was All-American one time. I think he took seventh. Mm-hmm. No, he was the four-time All-American and two-time national champion.
0: And those matches at the Nationals with Heskett, both times oh. in overtime? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, <clears throat> I guess it was pushing us paid off, huh? Jeez, I guess. He was right. He was right.
0: That's pretty incredible. I mean, you know, I've... I've I've read articles of, of teammates just saying they, they've literally never seen anyone work harder. Of course, you have been around the brands and everybody, and so you, you've mm-hmm. seen it, but you'd put his work ethic right up there with some of those guys.
1: Oh, I would have for sure. Because again, you no, know, he was he got he got better every year. His body developed, he got stronger. I think he really had a chance to win. I think he had this first thing I know this guy got a chance to win three in championships here, you know? Mm-hmm. Not just whatever. I think he had I thought he had a chance to win three, but his sophomore year, he got beat by the kip and He just wasn't quite physical enough just yet. He was that close, but just, it was right there. But from his sophomore to junior year, just night and day. And, uh, you know, extra push-ups, doing that. Totally locked in, committed. And uh, as it was a competitor, we always made some slight changes to make sure we give ourselves an advantage every time we competed against Joe Heskett. Yeah, I mean, that guy- that's the key. You know, Donnie was understood the sport how to make slight changes and, you know, little difference here and there. And that's that's the key of, of, of keeping your opponent off balance because, you know, you're always making little subtle changes. You just can't lay down on one thing.
0: Right. And it's just at that level, it's so freaking close too, like you
1: said. Oh, it's, it's one take down makes a difference. Crazy.
0: Now that was before the era of really the RTCs looking, you know, you've, you've been in the sport over 50 years. What do you, what's your thoughts on the RTC system and is it used too much in recruiting or is it better for the state of the wrestling? Like, what do you think
1: on, about it? Well, if you have the back and the money, I think it's a great thing. Cause it gives you a big advantage. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. It helps, it helps you make your room better because it won one in recruiting. You guys sticking around that been through your program, understand the system and going to the next level. So now guys coming in, a great better workout partners to make them better. Get to see these guys travel around the world, they bring skills back, and techniques back with them,
0: makes
1: mm-hmm. you guys better. So, yeah, it's a huge advantage. Now, guys that don't have them, yeah, it makes things a lot tougher. So I think the schools that have them have a bigger advantage than anybody else. Now, the one they have out east, the one, the New Jersey RTC, a lot of schools can, like Columbia, Rutgers, you know, maybe Princeton. other schools could take advantage of that situation there. So, yeah. You we know, have like Penn State and I, and Oklahoma State, this third guy's advantage there. But do I like it? Yeah, it was good for me. You know, the Hawkeye Club was probably one of the first teams to ever have that. You know, we you had Lewis and Szeski and Moreland and always just sticking around. It made our team that much better, gives us a huge advantage. So,
0: was yeah, anybody they're, they're else
1: doing them for sure? When you guys yeah, were doing the Hawkeye too, because again, you know, these guys are able to train. Uh, you know, you got guys like Brands and Sanderson and Kendall Cross coaching these guys. You got Olympic champions coaching guys at high school and at college level, and they can bring high school kids in too at the same time. So it's a huge recruiting tool, too.
0: Huge. So when you were doing the Hawkeye Club in the 80s, was that the only club of its kind, or were there other Club, we
1: had the had Sun Kiss back then, you had a New York AC club back then. But they were really connected with the college, ours was with the college, it was right there in Iowa City. Mm-hmm. And the good thing we had too, a lot of times we have like World Training Camp in Iowa City, everybody come there to train. So that you like, now you get the world team training there in Iowa City. Now our college guys could take it could benefit from that. That was huge back then. All right, guys, get to You know, you get college kids wrestling guys from John Smith to um, Kenny Monday to Nate Carr. All those guys are in our room training. Our our college athletes had a chance to train with these guys and get a feel for these guys. You know what? See where they're at and judge themselves that way. That was a big plus for us. Now it's just it's all spread out. Yeah, Leroy has one, and Nebraska has one, and a lot of people have it right now. But if you're going to win. Being in an RTC, otherwise, it's as a team-wise, it's going to be tough to win a national championship. Yeah. You can win individually, but always win a team title. You know, in RTC, is going to be pretty tough.
0: Well, just from a recruiting standpoint alone, I would think it's night and day.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think I win Penn State. You know? Yeah. You know, I got the money. they can pay guys to stick around. Would you rather go to... Not knocking anybody, but yeah. Um, let's say Michigan State or, mm-hmm. or other schools that you know, Indiana's trying to get RTC as well, too. Or we'll go to Iowa or Penn State or Oklahoma State or somewhere like that because the training partners. If I go here, you know, I can you know, maybe I'm gonna give my scholarship, but I have a better chance to win a national championship. What's more important? If I walk away with them, hey, with the $50,000 in debt loan and wins the national championship, is it worth it being national championship team? Probably is. But again, your advantage is better workout partners, better quality workout partners than somewhere else. You can win anywhere. You can win anywhere. I bet they go more work somewhere else and more dedication, but the RTC definitely does help with recruiting wise across the board.
0: For sure. And you mentioned something that was, Oh, excuse me. I found it interesting. Back in the '80s, you said that a lot of the guys would come and train at Iowa City. That was where the training camps were. Oh. Yeah. And Leroy Smith said that he said like months before he's getting ready to wrestle Randy. He was in Iowa City training with Randy for the '84 trials. I mean, was that that was commonplace?
1: Common. Well, he was a world team coach, Olympic coach, so he was he's on pretty much staff every year. So that's where things were there in Iowa City. So they all come there and train. Wow. You know, now you have. USA wrestling and Colorado Springs were Bill you know, the head coach and got Jackson out there and Joe Russell out there. Now it's totally different. They already have a national coach. Back then, there was really no national coach. Mm, interesting. That's the difference now than it was back then.
0: And what do you remember of that 84 Olympic trials and the, the Randy Lewis to Leroy Smith thing? Do you, I mean, you were competing yourself, so you were probably in the zone, not paying much attention to it, but, um, I mean, the crazy thing is that they were so freaking close, and so was uh, two of the other guys in it. Um, what Ricky Delgado you mean? We're talking yeah, about the class?
1: and then Burley, Daryl Burley.
0: Yeah, those yeah, four yeah. were freaking crazy close. All four of them were.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, whoever won that, whoever made the team was going to win the Olympic gold medal for sure. But at the time, yeah, I wasn't really watching the matches because I was getting to repeat really myself and do what I had to do. Everything went down. I had no idea what even really happened. All I know is that they competed, something happened. So, again, Randy got hurt. That's it. I was in my own little zone taking take care of my own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, you know, Coach else took care of it. I didn't have time. I was just, you know, focused this way. Now that it's all done, now we got past everything, you know, I don't know all the details to this day yet, but I think the right thing was done. Yeah. We had to wrestle again. We do the match. We go from there. So I think it all worked out the right way it's supposed to work out.
0: Yeah. And it's it's especially interesting where that year at the trials, they had said, hey, for certain weight classes that are really close, we're going to do a four-man round robin as yeah. opposed to the normal wrestle-off. So it's just interesting how much rules
1: change over time. Yeah, it, it has. I like, like now where back in my day, you had to go to the national championship took the top six guys at the weight class. One through six qualified. Now, if someone got hurt, they could get in. They had to be at the very end. Mm-hmm. So it's four, five, and six with Russell on a, on a Wednesday, they make weight. The winner of that would be the number four guy. Mm-hmm. On Thursday, three and four go two out of three. More of that, Russell, Friday, number two guy, two out of three. More of that, there's number one guy, two out of three. So if you're number one guy, they make weight one day, and wrestle two or three matches. Number two I had to make weight twice. So that way, no one could skip the national championship, had to be there, and, um, and compete. Where for a while was, well, no one would show up, I was getting get a wild card to let me in, all in the bracket me to wrestle this way. And now they have it where you put the top with five in the world, you get a bite to the finals, which I think is a good thing, because again, mm-hmm. depending on the best dies, the nice no chance of getting hurt, in the tournament. Mm-hmm. I, think that's, I think it's a better route to go. It's like, like we get, you know, one through six. Number six guy to make weight four days in a row and win two, four, six, eight, ten matches just to be on the team. A lot of matches to win. Just to make this team and make scratch weight four days in a row, that's pretty tough.
0: So if you're the sixth guy, you had to re- wake weight
1: each day as you're going through that? each day. So the first day, you had to wrestle four, five, and six, all had to wrestle each other. Remember that, well so the next day, made scratch weight at 8 a.m., I said it at 10, it was at 10 and like maybe three. And again, at four, it beat it. They make weight four days in a row, scratch weight four days in a row, and beat four and five, three, two and one, all two out of three. Oh, my God. That's pretty tough, you know?
0: Brutal. That's insane. Um, and now, obviously, it's changed quite a bit. You know, looking forward to 2021, I'd love to get your thoughts on just some of the, the team and how, how you see it shaking up. You know. Sorry about this. No problem. No problem at all.
1: I gotta take this text, sorry, but go ahead.
0: No, no, we can we can cut it out. Go ahead. I'm good. Um, you know, 2021's coming up. I know you're you're still pretty keyed into the sport. And when you oh, look yeah. at when you look at some of those matchups, I mean Gilman, Lee, Fix, and what how do you
1: see the, the team
0: shake, shaking up?
1: Well, let's do this first. They may have a world championships now. Isn't that like amazing? 2020 still. Yes. Okay? So that means someone like Special League, you know, during the college season, has to go to a tournament, qualify for the world team, and there was a world championships, and in March, compete in the NCAA championships for his third national championship. But um but here's the key of this is what's gonna happen with Dake and Burroughs and Cox and Snyder. If there's a world championships. Does Dick stay up? Raise that now? And go for his third world title. Or cut down the Burroughs' weight class, win the trials, or a Burl sweat at three. Now, he goes to the world and wins. Now, this. Dick always talks about, yeah, uh, you know, always have a disadvantage because, you know, always got to wrestle up the Burles and beat them to, you know, wrestle these guys, make weight again, wrestle the burrows. That's not really fair. Well, Dick, here's your chance. Yeah. You know, you can cut down right now. If they have the world in December, that weight class, if you make the world team and win it, Hey, you know what? No, no. Bros has got to come to you. Man, you now or, or same with Cox. Does Cox go up, and and Russell's, and make the try to make the team at, at at Snyder's weight class and knock Snyder out of it, and Russell's rushing now, or does he go back down to 11? Maybe one other would just then go up. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of things going on here. Which and where going to go? I don't know. How are they going to decide who's on the team? Even you
0: know, like, are they going to do a world team trials? I
1: mean, to your point. They would have to. No, they would have to have a wrestle off. You just can't no. put the guys last year on that team. Because what about a Taylor? You're, you're going to put Downey back on the team? Yeah. He's on the team last year? And keep a two-time world champion off the mat? Can't do that.
0: Do you think Lee's for sure wrestling this year and not redshirting?
1: You know, if I was going to the Hawkeye team, uh, I'd probably know that decision. Yeah. But if I did – I wouldn't let you know either way. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know that, but right now I'm not the coach, but I don't know the answer. Yeah. That's the answer for Tom Brady because he's the head coach. He's the man calling the shots. But, um, again, I, if I was head coach, I wouldn't, I would let nobody know what he's doing because again, that's between the coach and the athlete.
0: You feel but what for do I think.
1: Um, I would think he's going to compete, but again, I don't know. I'm the head coach. And, why don't you just ask Tom Brands? You know, I'm not going to ask Tom Brands. It's none of my business. It's between Tom Brands and, and Terry Brands. Mm-hmm. So I'm out of it. Yeah. I'm just going to go in there and watch workouts. Let come in and watch workouts and watch workouts, do the thing. And I walk out. Somebody ask me a question. Well, this isn't this. I go, you know, if I knew the answer, that's what's going to go on. I say, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm not the head coach. That's between Tom Brands and his athletes. I'm interested to watch practice. And think like this has been the room to watch practice. That's, that's yeah. you know, the way it goes.
0: I'm so anxious for them to get a national title. And so you think he, ha- he has to be in there for that to happen. He's the, the leader and the most, you know, one of the most exciting wrestlers there is right now. So it's, it's sad to think that he's, this is his last year for NCAA wrestling after what happened last year. But, man, you got to think he wants the national title just as much as anybody.
1: Well, you know, whether it was last year or not, we don't know yet. We'll find out uh, in March. I know. So, but um, does, does he need to be on the team to win it? I think they got some horsepower. They could probably win it without it. But again, I don't know the answer to it. Uh, do I draw Washington Russell? And he is fun to watch.
0: Oh, my God.
1: It's after it. He, he starts that team off, you know, right away. You know, 125, gets a crowd into it, dominates right away. But, um, you know, time will tell.
0: But, For uh, sure. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see, indeed. It's going to be a lot of fun. The team last year was awesome to watch. And they just seem like they have a, a, like a, a carefreeness to them. They really enjoy themselves out there. When, uh,
1: but I, I think they you know what they got. They got great leadership. Kim or her and and special Lee, clean lifestyle, doing things right every day. Mm-hmm. And that, they have that, like with Tom and Terry Brand and Troy Terry Steiner. They have that. They got great leadership, top to bottom. Guys are totally focused, there for the team. Team comes first, come in as a purpose, do their job. So uh, a lot of good things are going on right now.
0: A lot of great things. It's exciting. But here's and- the thing,
1: though. is that fun to talk about, though? It's potentially competing and not competing. Um, what's they going to do? Is he going down or staying up? What about Cox? What about Taylor? Are they going to have a roster off? It's, a, it's an exciting time. A lot of buzz going on. That's why we're talking, right? that's right and you said you have a show called barry's buzz
0: that's that's yeah. well yep awesome yeah no it is it is an exciting time because there's so many good guys i mean just at 57 alone you have gilman um fix yeah lee joe cologne's coming down um you got the guy from cornell uh oh yeah name.
1: i know yeah the former national champion yeah yeah how name about G- how about this though okay so, Fix is going down to 125 and a half. Mm-hmm. How about this? Does Fix pressure it again, or does he go down to 125 this year during the season for the Cowboys? What does he do? I don't know
0: right. if he can make 25 all year. Maybe he
1: can. Well, you know what? He doesn't have to. He doesn't make it for the Big 12 one day. Then the NCAA is making 125, 127, or Yanni. If you got a red shirt again? Or is it going to go forty-nine or forty-one? A lot of things happening here. A lot of things in the mix. I think
0: Yanni's in. The weight is TBD, but I think they are they're stacked too this year. Michigan stacked got a lot of guys coming back from red shirt, so it's a lot of fun this year. Oh yeah. So what about Yanni? He said, "What about him?" he I He said that he implied that he's wrestling, but it's undecided if it's forty-one or forty-nine, and, and he's not letting anyone know to the Nationals. <laughs>
1: the national we should know during the season shouldn't
0: we well i think he's probably going to move around a little bit but i think it's but based on the interview he did with Flo, it seemed like it was it was top secret right now which i get it you know and i think they also have to see how the other guy's going to shake out and see how he does in a couple of opens and if they cut well, okay 41. how about
1: this what about what about um at Rutgers? get okay, two guys at 33 someone's going
0: 41 Seabass is going 41
1: from what i heard but 41 yeah yep that's big okay. i mean well but what about what about um get Michigan at
0: 33? Um, me 33.
1: Call Nikki, you're going to 33, you go to 41.
0: He wrestles 25 and a half, so I'm thinking 33. He wrestles 25 for freestyle, so I mean, I mean, for he's right. already in Michigan. You think about that's the most exciting part of the season. Michigan has two guys who have already qualified their weight for the Olympics by placing at the Euros, which the Euro mm-hmm. Games is one of the hardest tournaments in the world, so of all the studs in America. Michigan might be the only team ever that has two Olympians on their team going into the senior
1: year of college. Wow. I didn't know. That's, that's, good, uh, that's a good trivia question.
0: I mean, you were, I mean, but you though, you had made the Olympics in 84, 85 was your last year. So you were Olympian already going into your senior year. Um, but I mean, because the way the other one, uh, Amin, he, you know, he qualified for the Olympics as well. I can't remember which country, but you know, he's coming back. So it's gonna be it's
1: an exciting season. We know what um, from eighty-four to two thousand sixteen, we had Cox and Snyder coming back from being medalist in Olympic Games. I was the last guy to do that. Really? Eighty-four to two thousand sixteen, and nobody in the Olympic team coming back with a medal, except for in eighty at sixteen you had Cox and Snyder both coming back.
0: Wow. So I won't put you to the test of who you think is going to be on the team. I, I do I do dislike. Oh, go ahead, if, that's
1: fine.
0: Who do, I mean, I think I think it's going to be Lee at twenty five and a half.
1: What do you think? I would say, well, you got Lee. You have Fix. You have Gilman. Um, Cologne is a world medalist. Cologne. That's a tough weight. Ooh. You know, one way in. So, you know, and now who who's the guy that can make small adjustments and uh you know come out on top because Gilman's already beaten Cologne. This is beating Gilman. Mm-hmm. But I don't is Lee Russell any of those guys yet or not?
0: No, we haven't seen Lee Russell Freestyle in a long time. Yeah. I do no? kind of feel like Gilman has Cologne's number a little bit. I mean, they're always really close matches, but you know, maybe um, he has his number. But, you know, who knows? I mean.
1: Hey, you got, you got three former world team members there, two world medalists. He's a two time junior world champ. Mm-hmm. Remember, though, here's the deal he does a freestyle for a long time. But last year, he walked through that tournament, the qualifying tournament
0: walk through it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I pretty much walked right through it. So that that guy, isn't that no freestyle? watched through that tournament. was college and walks through that as well, too. So it's pretty good. It's pretty
0: Unbelievable.
1: Amazing. Yeah. Um
0: what about what about at uh I always go by the by the pounds. I should go by the kilos, but 45 and a half I think it is. Yanni, Oliver, Zane Rutherford, those guys seem to be
1: cream of the crop there. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, Yanni right now. Um, I, th- I think he's just—he's got too much, in, you know. Um, he's wrestled, he wrestled, Rufford, is a goer, etc. I'm not sure if Oliver really thinks he can keep that pace or not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Oliver does, Oliver, to me, Oliver, his mind, if he does everything, everything right. He thinks he can win, but can he stay on track that long? Take care of his body, not cut corners, and do that. If he does that, he could be the guy. But can he do that lifestyle for that long? I don't know. I know Ruffles can, and Yanni can, but can he? Yeah. I mean, he's a you guy got, who – You know what? You understand. If you're not doing things you should be doing, back your mind, that that uh, that comes to roost sometimes, you know? And a tight match. You know what? It's a tight match. Getting a little tired. And you think, oh, I didn't really pay the price I should have paid. And, yeah, I need to get this last takedown. Can everybody now, now, now? You're thinking about things you should be thinking about. Wow. Why you know what? Hey, you know time to drink and party. It's just time to get your hand raised. That's the, that's number one, right? There.
0: <laughs> I love it. The other the other crescendo match. Two other matches. JB Dake is the throne being passed or is the throne staying put?
1: Well, let's say this again. They had the world championships in 2020. Does Dake go down? The, and uh, try to knock out Burles. Now Burles has got to come to him. Instead of him working with the Burles, yeah. where does he stay up? I don't know. But is a good thing to remember is this? Yeah, Dave won the last two world championships. You know, Burles didn't. He took second. He took third. Remember those in two matches he lost to the Russian? Combined total of less than five seconds. He got beat. Yeah, five. So say, what do you say? This also well, bros won the last two world titles. Take five seconds around, you're gonna go, hey, are you kidding me? Bros is the greatest ever. He's got seven world Olympic titles, he's the best. No way could they beat him? They're going, oh well, takes won the last two, bros has got beat. But guys, just look at the whole picture here.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, right now, bros is still the king in that way. He gets knocked off, he's the king. They've got to go down, work his way through everybody else. Just to get the barrels, and and, they get beat up a little bit. Can you go down the way and stay healthy? I don't know yet. Now he said he's walking around; he's getting younger every day. Who knows? By the time he gets to the Olympic games, he might be eighteen years old. <laughs> he's he never going to live that longest, down, is he? He could be the youngest Olympic champion of all time. <laughs> he's getting younger every day. I tell you,
0: you're you're making such a good point though about this 2020 World Championships, and now I'm seeing why some people may be against it because. If they do that, a lot of these guys are going to have to make weight three times in a pretty short period of time, maybe four times. The trials, the world championships, the Olympic trials, the Olympics. That's four times making a hard cut within a year, which I know back in your day that wasn't nothing, but now it seems like they don't make the big cuts you know, as much as they used to. I mean, so I wonder if Dake would sit it out or if he'd go for it and
1: try and cut down. Hey, here's the thing. Dake knows way ahead of time. It's July. He knows in December, well, you know, way before that, though, if it comes to tuition, he'll have like plenty of time to get his weight down. Mm-hmm. So they say, we're going to, they say in the next month, we're going to have it. He's got August, September, October, November, December. He had five months to get his weight down under control. And apparently, he's already gone down a little bit of weight already.
0: Yeah. He had to
1: get ready for 2020. Yeah. So, and it's standing with with, um, with Cox now. Is he going to go up to Snyder now? Yeah. Or, you know what, hey, you know, I, can go, I know 2020 2021 now, he might go back down to Taylor's way. I don't know what he's going to do. No idea. Is he going to go up or is he going to go down? Because now he's a lot longer to get his weight. He has over a whole year now to get his weight down to go down a weight class and not Russell Snyder. I know. So, that's different than, than Dake and Burroughs, I think.
0: And the other thing. I don't want people sleeping on my man Imar either. He took, you know, JB. I know. I, I just yeah. rewatched it. He, what, that first, per- the first match, he was beating him most of the match. JB pulled it out as he always does. Second match, he wins handily. And then JB went, went crazy mm-hmm. on him in that third mm-hmm. match. But I mean, he's right there, too.
1: Yeah. And what's he doing to make adjustments for his style now, too? For both and, and Dick. You know, Dave's coming down, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if he controls his weight right, because he's got more weight. He's smaller. You know, I'm more strong, maybe it will horse him around. We'll see. I know. So there's a lot of things going on here that um, a lot of changes can be made. How about this? Uh, Stunner goes, you know what? I'm going to go up the heavyweight. I think
0: he should do that. I would love that to he happen. He
1: could. Yeah. It, you know what? He's wrestled a lot of big guys already. At, you know, look, he wrestled Kuhn. Yeah. And Coon weighed, what, Two seventy, two eighty. I know the guys are, the beginnings are uh, bigger, stronger, but you know what? He's a, he's a good hand fighter, get inside, underhooks. The cat can also big guys really, really well. Yeah. So you know, there's no way he'd go, but he's too small. Hey, I don't think he's too small. The guy can move quicker and those guys can move. He's a great hand fighter and a little bit shorter. They got to go down and get into him. He can. He and, competed heavyweight,
0: I think. I think so, too. And he's crazy strong. If you watch the videos of him lifting, he I bet if he wanted to get bigger, he could get bigger. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I, I got to tell you, heavyweight tour, I think there could be some some dark horses come through, whether it's Gable Steveson come through or Kassar. I mean, Gwiz is the man. He's had it locked down. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, Cox going down is interesting. I didn't think about that, how the extra year could give him more time to potentially
1: go down. Get more time to cut down, yeah. Give him more time to cut down this his body down. So, you know, that's probably up to him and Kevin Jackson what they're gonna do, because I think Kevin's yeah. his coach isn't doing that. Or he'd say this, you know what? I have a chance to be the greatest of all time. I might go try to knock off Snyder, knock off the Russian. I'm the I'm the greatest wrestler in the world now. Then he is the greatest of all time, potentially. Yeah. So, you know, or I go down and knock off Taylor right now. Pound for pound might be the best guy in the world. Beat him, then win the Olympics. You know what? I'm still the greatest.
0: Yeah. Exciting. Gonna be a lot of fun, Barry on. Davis. A lot going on. I appreciate you coming on here riffing with me a little bit. Where can, uh, so Silverstar Nutrition, just SilverstarNutrition.com is the easiest
1: place to find you guys. You bet. All natural ingredients made from Whole Foods. You want weight gain, you want meat of us to gut health, vegan, endurance, strength, anything you need we got for you. Gable approved. What our motto is, giving you the edge. Certain nutrition.
0: Love it, love it. Check them out, folks. Barry Davis, thank you very much remember, for your time. Go ahead. Remember this. Don't need brew.
1: There you go. <laughs> yeah, you want know right. do this? Bring this here little, a little gable gold in there. Whatever, you're good. Ooh, Even better yet.
0: <laughs> that's the dream right there. And for folks who are, are uh, watch or just listening. Uh, Barry's holding up his Starbucks cup with a very fluorescent tea in there right now as opposed to the cold brew. Yeah.
1: But again, right, there's a lot of good things going on now in this sport of wrestling. It's a great time for it. Sports growing. A lot of great guys in the mix. We don't know who's doing what, but it's always a great conversation.
0: Absolutely, sir. I'm honored to talk to you anytime I get a chance to do it. So thank you again. Yeah, take care. Bye-bye. Take care. And all great things must come to an end. If you want to hear more from the podcast, text WRESTLE to 555-888. That's WRESTLE to 555-888. You can also find us on Instagram, Wrestling Changed My Life, Twitter, Ryan underscore N underscore Warner, as well as our website, WrestlingChangedMyLife.com. Take care, y'all.